Trevor, it's Avery, it's Pat. It is the Citywide Special. The NFL Draft is upon us. We are now mere hours away from the Eagles' first selection of the 2023 Draft. Will they stay at 10? Or could they trade up for coveted defensive prospect Jalen Carter? Or could they trade down and shock the football world with a selection of the electric running back B. John Robinson? The possibilities are truly endless. The Sixers take care of business and complete their first playoff sweep since 1991. But all attention now turns to the MVP favorite, Joel Embiid, who has once again suffered an injury in the first round. Will the star center be back in time for game one, and in what condition? Or will the Sixers be shorthanded against their presumptive opponent, the dreaded Boston Celtics? And the Phillies continue their quest to reach 500 suffering a series opening loss against the Seattle Mariners Tuesday night. All that and more coming up right now. How's it going, fellas? Pretty good. Can't complain. We're back again. Pretty nice week. Nothing nothing really going down too much for me here, but just excited to see, obviously, the much-anticipated draft. Sixers got the job done this weekend, so all around, feeling pretty good. Yeah, uh, fucking uh, Pat got the, uh, got the call on the series. Big W for Pat yeah. on the sweep. Feeling real good. Put, put one on the board for Pat. Bring them receipts out. Called yeah. that shit. Come on <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, I did not think that was going to happen, but credit yeah, where credit is due. Um, as far as me, I'm doing well. Got a couple of nice workouts in. Feeling healthy. Ready to give Joel Embiid my LCL if he needs it. So he can suit up for uh, game one of the Eastern Conference, fence, Eastern Conference semis, which we know will be on Monday. Waiting to see who the opponent is. Probably the Celtics, but the Hawks, man, they're they're giving them their, a run for their money for sure. Yeah, Trey uh, Trey Young doing his thing, guy. You know, we've always we've always loved here in Philadelphia, helping us out with that big three at the end of uh, Game uh, Five or whatever that was. It is a true love hate relationship with that guy. I mean, hate him when you're playing him, but he played his nuts off. That was great to see. I mean, you know, down by whatever. I mean, Boston yeah, without, some- without the Jonte Murray. Because he got suspended. I thought that right. was like, there's no there's no way they're going to win this game. Yeah. I mean, he had, what, 14 points in the fourth quarter? I think he went like yeah, a 12. Yeah, he went off in the fourth quarter. He went quarter. on his own little 12-0 run. Yeah. Um, we, we didn't really catch until the end, but I think, what I understand, Boss had a pretty healthy lead going into the fourth. They did. Yeah, they were up 13 with five or six minutes left in the game. Marcus Smart started fucking up big time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other news that you folks listen at home, I noticed that we have a new logo. Uh, so just wanted to give a quick uh, shout out to our friend Nick O'Brien for uh, putting that together for us. Uh, you know, if you have uh, any design needs, anything you want done, just hit up Nick. Uh, you know, and, and the best the best part about uh, using Nick for design is that uh, it's all free. He doesn't charge anything. <laughs> uh, we, we didn't pay a dime. So... Um, you know, send shoot us a, shoot me a DM on Twitter. I'll give you his uh, his email address and phone number. Uh, even you know, I could even give you his uh, his physical address. You can just show up unannounced, just knock on his door, tell him what you want done. You want a T-shirt? You want to uh, you know have some have uh, the uh, uh, Mario and Luigi smoking a joint where and it says. Uh, uh, super uh, Blazio brothers. <laughs> I want to get that as a tattoo or a T-shirt to sell down the shore. Uh, Nick, Nick will take care of it for you. Um, you know, and if you're still having trouble getting a hold of him, I have his wife's number too. You know, we can, <laughs> get, we can give you that. We can get her on the line. Catch you know, him whatever. at the local marathon race. Yeah, yeah. We got all all kinds of ways 
to put you in touch with Nick. Um, but yeah, called, thanks he, again. He did say that we need to call him cute on the podcast. Okay, that, yeah. that, that, that is all our, of the payment he was asking friend. for. Yeah. So our cute designer friend, Nick O'Brien, thank you for your assistance with the sick logo. Really captures the essence of the pod and of the city of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. With that, we were able to launch our Instagram, Twitter. Yes, we are on uh, Twitter, Instagram now, at citywide underscore pod. So, uh, you know, if you're on those platforms, give them a follow. That's the only two we're on now. I don't know. Uh, I will not touch TikTok. I, <laughs> I will not touch. That's like uh, heroin. Dude, that's, that's how the Chinese government spies yeah, on you, man. We, yeah, don't, we, we don't need uh, them knowing who we are. Yeah, yeah we can't. Uh, I don't want the long arm of uh, President Xi uh, affecting our podcast. So we're going we're gonna to stay away from TikTok. But, you know, we can... You know, we could set up a, a Truth Social and uh, um, par- <laughs> Parlor, I think, is there, uh, whatever. The Yo, Mastodon's is. a thing, too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll get on Mastodon. We'll get on uh, Friendster, uh, you know. Live Journal. Live, yeah, Live Journal, Zanga, all the, all the, all the classics. We'll be on there to connect with you. <laughs> yeah. I, it's funny, I didn't even mention Facebook. I just forgot that that's even a thing. Facebook's for... for, for, for well, yeah, well, we got to get that elderly demographic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Elder, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they listen to podcasts, too, or do they? I, I don't think they do. I feel yeah, like they, some yeah. of them probably do. Yeah, some. Probably need to be on television to get the uh, to get, to get get those people. Or or radio, Yeah, I guess. The, yeah. the legitimate radio. But uh, do y'all's parents listen to us? I don't think I've shown my parents the pod yet. Mine do. My dad is a regular uh, listener. Yeah, my, my dad knows about it at least. I don't know if he's a regular listener yet. I was, he was asking how to like find it and stuff, so I had to explain how, uh, how podcasts My dad's a him. fan. He was doing yard work. He had it on and just on the speaker, so he's out back. He's got to blast it on the deck. And my mom comes out. She's like, Patrick's here? Where's he at? They, <laughs> and he was like, no, it's on the thing. Like They got the podcast going, so that was kind of cute and funny. But yeah, we got some... Friends, family, viewers—you know—it's a good, it's a good thing, good way to start off that way. But all direction is pointing to the draft right now. Yeah, big. Uh, yeah, we could dive right into it. So, um, Eagles selecting at ten, Eagles selecting at thirty, or that those are the picks they have at least. Um, yeah, I guess I don't know where do you guys want to start with this. So, so I guess it's probably worth just sort of talking about what we think they're going to do uh, first with the tenth pick. I think that uh, I was saying this before we started recording, but I had a dream that they kept the 10th pick and that they drafted uh, Nolan Smith from Georgia. Uh, Ed Rusher kind of fits the Hassan Reddick mold. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I had a dream about it. I guess the NFL draft's been on my mind. But, yeah, 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 what do you guys think they end up doing as far as that 10th pick is concerned? That wouldn't surprise me. I've seen, I mean, Nolan, that's a name that's come up in a lot of mock drafts, going to the Eagles. Um I think you having a dream is probably one of the better projections. I mean, I'll take that over any NFL analyst. Yeah, I'm no suitsayer, you know? man. Well, yeah, but I'll, you're I'll, giving me too much credit. What's your track way, record like? That, Have you had any other, uh, <laughs> any other cool stuff come to fruition? Well, I had that dream that the Eagles won the Super Bowl, but you died in the celebration. Dang. Uh, so, wait, was that for that, the, that, the first one? That was this past one. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, so over 2 there. They did not win, and I'm still alive and kicking, ladies well, and gentlemen. thankfully. Yeah, so I, I, guess I think it was I'm, a good I'm happy thing. that yeah. you're alive. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I <just> like, <laughs> you like to have gone uh, 500 there. <laughs> Damn. Which is a Hall of Fame batting average, you know I mean? I think that, though. It's tough. I think with 
with the way that this team is set up, I think it's a difficult draft to predict in the best possible way, right? I mean, I think that our team is looking pretty good. We thought we were going to lose a lot of key players in free agency, which we did lose some for sure. But I think that being able to keep Slay and Bradbury, you know, were crucial elements. Obviously, we predicted we were going to keep Graham and, and Kelsey as well. But Cox was a fun one to keep back as well on a more veteran deal. But we're in a good spot. We got our quarterback. We got his favorite receiver. We got a great – we pretty much have two number one receivers. Are, you know, arguably the third best tight end in the league. It's going to be healthy again next year. Arguably again, when healthy, the best O-line in the NFL. So it's tough. I mean, Ray Dittinger put it best. He's like, there's no – you can't be mad with whatever they do with the tenth, unless okay, obviously unless they pick like you know the like, tight end from Notre Dame, but like, I do something. Uh, they pick a, a punter, Lucas Van Ness. Yeah, yeah, you know something <laughs> stupid like that. But you know, yeah, there, in, there in the grand scheme like, of things, it, hey man, the pun, the punter may have cost us a Super Bowl last year. So. Exactly. Right, it's like it's like we're fixing this right now. Right. We're getting the best fucking guy. It would almost be defensible. It's and like, in no, true no, how we form, he'd be like, we're going yeah, to pick the from we're, Villanova. We're, yeah, we're, we're trading up. We're not going to let fucking the Seahawks get this fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. It's tough. I think that, you know, I think you make a good point. Um, Nolan's a good pick to have there at 10. I mean, that would fill the gap for Brandon Graham inevitably when he leaves within the next year or two. So you'd have Hassan Reddick and that guy on the edge coming in. But, you know, last year... I think every other year, how he either trades up or trades back. So last year he traded up. Uh, he got Jordan Davis, which is great to see. But depends on who falls and what the people do in the first nine picks. I mean, there's a lot of movement in the NFL. Everyone's going to be jumping around. You got the Titans at 11. They're going to be – I don't know. If Bijan's there, I have a hard time not picking him just because – of the possibility. And I, I get the whole, like, in the last 40 years, we haven't picked a running back in the first round. But, like, come on now. See, like, a few weeks ago, if you would have asked me how I feel about them getting B. John Robinson, I would have said, I don't really see it. No way in hell. Who drafts a running back in the first round that high of a pick, especially the Eagles? They've never done it. But the more I think about it, I could see them doing it. Um, the move is defensible in that, yeah, you talk about a Super Bowl window with Hertz uh, while his cap hits a little lower, while you have Kelsey, Lane Johnson, while you have the these two stud receivers who are signed through at least the next three or four years, Dallas Goddard. So we've talked about before the best way in the NFL to really sustain success is to have an elite offense. You add B. John Robinson, who personally said that if there's an NFL quarterback he'd like to play with, it would be Jalen Hurts. Mm -hmm. You add him to this mix of just offensive talent, and uh, no team in the NFC is going to stop them. And quite frankly, they'd make it. To, they would be favored to make it to the Super Bowl. Certainly can't guarantee anything here in late April. I, I mean, it's just a sheer firepower that this offense would create. Obviously, anybody could run behind that O line for sure. But it's almost like Christian McCaffrey sitting in your lap at ten. Mm -hmm. at yeah, that time. I mean, that's. Like, the, I guess that's the real point is that. You know what the uh, the big Bijan proponents have been arguing is that like this isn't just a running back you're talking about. This is a big, a huge passing threat. Like he's a Christian McCaffrey type of player, and they and run the a lot of those kind of option him. plays. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're not a north south running back type of deal, which what you would be getting if somehow they traded for Derrick Henry, which I wouldn't be mad about either because you have guys that offset that. You would you know put in Penny or you'd put in Boston Scott or Gainwell. 
Uh, Sermon's still on the roster, so you have guys that could fit that mold for the you know shovel pass or screenplay. But a guy like Bijan, you'd be you you would have to really hit home if you if Bijan was at ten and you traded back and you lost Bijan, there'd have you'd have to really hit home on that next pick because you can't you can't just trade down from that and take uh, you know a head scratcher pick. Yeah, if they because you can get O line and D line at the thirtieth. Yeah, I mean, with Jeff Stoughton, man, you can get O-line, have we seen with Jordan Mailata. You can get O-line in literally the seventh round. You can just get he, large guys that don't know how to play football, and they end up being a pro bowler with with Jeff Stoughton. Yeah, so, like, I mean, like O-line, they're one of the more, like, coach-upable And positions. you got the center pick. You got the brain of the O-line already in the wings with Cam Jurgensen. So, not to say that you don't have to have a brain to play guard and tackle, but you got the pretty much quarterback of the O-line mm-hmm. in the wings already learning from Kelsey you can find a six foot five guy from Bama or Ohio State or LSU in the later part of the first round or second round. You can't yeah. find Bijan in the second round. Right. Right. I mean, I guess it's a matter of like, do you want like? I think it could definitely grab a uh, an O lineman in the later rounds, coach him up, have him be like very good. But it's like, do you want a guy who's going to be like a legit Lane Johnson replacement, like a guy who's going to be on that sort of elite level? Which is something you know, someone maybe you do have to take in the first round. I think you get that at thirty, though. You got two. That's the best part about it. It's you can you can pick Bijan at ten, and you can still trade up with the thirtieth pick to get to back to like twenty five, twenty six, whatever, whatever have you. See, I think with the thirtieth pick, they're more likely to trade back just because they don't really have a whole lot of picks in the middle of the draft. So I think they use that to trade for something later in the second round, probably something third or fourth round. But that's just my feeling. Yeah, dude, it's funny. Like you brought up uh, the Titans. I did want to touch on this uh, this this rumor that was going around. Yeah, this just, week. who who was it that started? This it? was a guy uh, Akbar. Mm-hmm. Who is he? He's, he's a, someone. He's right? a commentator uh, for American Ninja he's... Warrior. <laughs> yeah, he played the NFL for like a year or two. He's like, well, my agent is the same agent as that's the, dude. That was the funny part. People <laughs> people were legitimizing this by being like, well. There, the, he works. He's like represented by the same agency as as uh, uh, Derek Henry, and like the agency is CAA, and it's like that's like the biggest agency in the country. Right. Like half of Hollywood is represented by CAA. Like that doesn't mean anything at all. <laughs> Nothing at <laughs> that's all. So funny. He's like I heard through the grapevine that uh, the trade's already in the deal. Like they're gonna get Derek Henry. Uh, but as, as soon as I saw it, I immediately thought of Pat because I was like, damn, dude, Pat, Pat's calling been, them all. Pat, crushing the Pat's game. Pat's been on this Derrick Henry shit for four weeks straight. And like, I, if this, like, I was like, if, if the Eagles trade for Derrick Henry, they just got to give Pat like a, the, a column at the Inquirer. Howie, Howie Roseman, I'm coming for your fucking job. Move over, buddy. He yeah, can handle the money part, but give me the fucking guru shit. Pat will say goodbye to the wide special pod. Hello, assistant GM of your Philadelphia Eagles, man. Nah, if I blow up, we're all blowing up. Come on now. But it'd be an interesting thing. I mean, I think that you're going to – there's one of, I guess, three things that are going to happen here, right? Either you get a classic Howie draft where he drafts in the trenches at 10. He either does a crazy-ass trade of a player trade or he sits back at 10 and gets the best player available, which could be, you know, a phenomenal player. You could get Bijan – if somehow Carter drops, people up, even today are still saying that like it's the character issue stuff with him that they don't trust. But having N'Kobe Dean and Jordan Davis on the team might help offset the red flag, so to speak, that he might have. I mean, there's a reason why even Nolan is on the books of coming to Philly, too, because 
that Georgia look at Washington. They built their whole D line over Bama guys, and that shit. I mean, the team sucks, but their defensive yeah. front has always been tough to play. Yeah. So there's something to be said about having a unit that's collective and one together before on the same team, especially young guys that might not be on the right course right now. Yeah, I don't like I've said before. I don't put a whole lot of credence into trusting specifically. Nicobe Dean and Jordan Davis's judgment to say, okay, let's definitely draft Jalen Carter. But uh, I do think that the Eagles have mentioned him last episode, Dom DeSandro, the head of security, who really seems to know mm-hmm. the ins and outs of all these players. And I think between him, the the other players, the veteran players of their established future Hall of Famers and his college teammates, the, the combined just power behind all of that mm-hmm. probably does mean that, eh, they can get him under control and make sure he doesn't do anything stupid. You know, I mean, it, it's going to be a, a fun day for sure, no matter what they do tomorrow. Even if they get that guy, you know, uh, Sorensen or whatever. Skaronsky, the, the uh, tackle from North, Northwestern. Yeah. That would be a classic Howie move. You take one it's of the fine, better though. O-linemen players. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Like, that's fine. It comes from a smart school. The dude's been unstoppable. If he trades up and gets the guy from Ohio State, I'm cool with that as well. You know, I would just... Obviously, everybody on draft day wants that sexy pick. They want that offensive playmaker or defensive stud. Mm-hmm. But if you get the guy in the trenches, it's like a okay. That was just a business unit, you know, a business decision right there, and that's okay. Plus, man, like we said, the O line's getting older. You just signed Hurts all this money. You need to do what you can to protect your your franchise quarterback. Really, just your present and your future. And right. taking an O lineman is always going to be defensible in that case. Yeah, I can't complain. If they, I mean, if they got this dude, um, you know, Skronsky or uh, Paris Johnson, I wouldn't wouldn't complain about either of those. Paris Johnson, the best true tackle in the NFL for sure. But, I mean, there's guys ahead of us. You almost might need to trade up to get that guy just because there's teams that have quarterbacks now that would want to take a guy to, to defend their quarterbacks right yeah, now. Yeah, the bear. I'm thinking the Bears. They, right, they right need ahead to protect of us. Justin yeah. Fields. Um, Trevor, you were saying yesterday when we were talking, um, you've heard you think that the Eagles are going to trade up for Carter. Uh, I mean, it's not, I mean, you've been hearing a lot about them potentially trading up for either him, and then I just saw something about them exploring uh, wanting to trade up for Paris Johnson, maybe. Um, I mean, I'm thinking like if he if Carter gets past like five, I, mean, I think the Seahawks are the big because I mean one through four you're probably looking at um, except for the, except for the Cardinals all those teams are probably taking quarterbacks. Cardinals are likely going to grab uh, Will Anderson, right? Um, who's another guy that I, I mean I think the Eagles could would. Be willing to trade up for. If They'd he have to trade up past, to a lot, probably to get right. Him, if like. if he's for some reason gets past the Cardinals, like I don't know. I mean, who knows what they're thinking? But um, you also have the Jets now have what the fifteenth pick because they traded with Green Bay for Rodgers. True, big move, and they're going to want O lineman because they have a shitty ass O line. Yeah, and they got to the protect the Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So if you know, if you get to ten, and Bijan's gone, you know, Carter's gone. All these big names, even Nolan could be gone. You trade down to 15, you could still get maybe Porter drops. You get Porter at 15, you can get a solid O-lineman at 15, you know, and maybe some other draft capital later in the draft because we really don't have a lot beyond the two in the first and the two in the second. I don't think we pick any picks in the third. 
you're talking like a gap of 150, 180 picks. And I think that, you know, Howie loves to pick late round guys. Whether yeah. or not he hits on that shit is, you know, obviously up for debate. But yeah. I think that that could be a potential swap. What do you guys think of the uh, these stories have been coming about about them being very interested in this wide receiver, uh, Jackson Smith, uh, Jigba? Is that how you say his name? From Jigba? Ohio yeah. State? Ohio State, yeah. yeah. I don't hate it. Yeah, I think... Uh, Pair him with A.J. Brown and uh, Devontae. I mean, that's a pretty killer Yeah, he's, he's a slot receiver, too. So, I mean, you figure you're going to have those two guys on the outside. You'll have Dallas Goddard as your tight end. If you have him catching balls, too, in the slot... Your passing game's unbelievable. Yeah. That's a guy that definitely should be there at 10, or you might even be, trade back a couple spots and be able to nab. I mean, any offensive weapon that you add in this draft is just icing on the cake. I mean, you don't. It's not like we had the years where we were like, you need to hit home, and then they draft Jalen Rigger. Like, all right, well, Ugh. this is ass. You know, yeah. you need to hit home, and they get J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. You're like, okay, oh, what are we doing good here? Good Lord. So Ugh. here it's like, you know, if you get even – the second best receiver on Alabama or the second best receiver in the draft, you know, whatever it may have you, they don't need to be a one, even a two receiver on your team. You get a guy that's a top five receiver in the draft and he's your third best receiver. That's pretty good. Especially with Hurts back there singing the ball. But it'll be an interesting day for sure. Especially around the league in just in total. A lot of quarterbacks move for the yeah. first time in a while. I mean, a lot of teams still need quarterbacks. So they're probably going to draft them. San Fran even have a quarterback. Yeah. That's why it's so nice having the 10th pick in this draft because you have so many teams in the top uh, five that are just going to use them on quarterbacks, and we don't need one. So quarterbacks are a like a lot of people left. Yeah, quarterbacks, like you said, two of you, like you know, O linemen, things like that. So I think that we are in. We are probably the best equipped team coming in at the top 10 draft. Like, everybody else above us needs to yeah. hit home on that draft. We don't have to do shit. We yeah, have the most power. Playing in, house money. Yeah. It's an unprecedented position to have. It's mind-boggling. Been in the Super Bowl. Right. And then have the 10th pick in the draft <laughs> yeah. literally the, second, the, the next season. Or, yeah. or the same offseason, I mm-hmm. should say. Not yeah. even the next season. And then next next draft, we got 12 picks already, which could become even more. So Yeah, I have a ton of, like, mid-round picks yeah. next year. So, yeah, it's all the comp picks from losing the uh, free agent class that we just lost. Exactly. So, and even Raker could pay off next year as well. I think he has to have like 50 receptions. And really? Four, he has to have 50 receptions, 400 yards, and like nine touchdowns to make next year like a fourth round draft pick. Jalen Rager, the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah. Jalen Rager. I, don't know, I don't know about nine touchdowns for Jalen Rager, but. I don't know the maybe, touchdown don't know. per like it's, verbatim, it's but. Like that. You know, 50, it's more of the receptions for me that scares me. I don't know if he's going to catch 40 balls or 50 balls. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. But, you know, Wait. it's just interesting the way how he stacks up shit like that. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe if it was, um, you know, kickoff returns or something, <laughs> that might be able to vest. If it were drop balls, maybe chill. Yeah. Yeah. Be all right. yeah. yeah. If he gets this many muff <laughs> drop punts. Drop balls and fumbles yeah. and muff punts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can definitely count him for that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else draft-wise we want to talk about? Uh, oh, well, another little bit of Eagles news. <laughs> Funny bit of Eagles news is the uh, the hiring of Matt Patricia. Oh, my God. As What even is the title? It's like assistant... Uh, <sighs> It's special like, advisor to the yeah. It's, it's like a, like he has like a fucking Dwight Schrute that's what I, yeah. title. Special <laughs> special assistant to, special assistant to the regional manager the, assistant. To the, to the, yeah, assistant to the assistant <laughs> defensive coordinator or something. 
bizarre, bizarre uh, turn of events, yeah. I'd say. The whole thing was so weird because it was like they, uh, I don't know, what, it was like they announced it and they, were, and they said like, we're, we think we're likely, we're, they were like headed in the direction of hiring him, but it wasn't official. And then they put it on the website and they Slay took it was off like, the yeah. website. A bitch. Yeah. And it was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what? First of all, just why? Why of all the people? Like, why would yeah, you touch I, this dude? I think I might have joked about this. The first episode of the pod is imagining him just the dynamic with him, Slay, and Sirianni, and just what that's going to do to your team and how it's going to ruin the culture. And just, I'm very at the time I remember saying I'm very glad that they did not do this. And for whatever reason, they had to turn around and bring this guy in, piss off your defensive captain, and. Uh, the only good thing is I feel like Slay probably – I mean, he does carry more weight than somebody's – this team has so many more assistants than I've seen in the coaching staff. Like, there's an assistant yeah, ball very, boy. There's an assistant big, uh, towel guy. There's, like, the assistant to the guy that fills yeah. the water bottle for the team. It's like, <laughs> what? Why? Yeah, there's a lot what? of branches in the coaching right. tree. What does Nick Sirianni like. do? Like, he just runs around and has, like – he's the head coach, but he has, like – Assistant he's the, offensive he's just hype man. Yeah, yeah he's like, not cool is. with that. He screams yeah. at the ref and makes faces at the camera. I'm fine with that. It's probably that's why he's one of us. But at the same time, <laughs> it's like, what? You know, do we need Matt Patricia of all guys? Like, what? Yeah, this guy what, was an assistant coach, a head coach. Sucked at that shit. Went back to his daddy. Sucked at that again, yeah. and we got well, him. They were saying, too, I mean, they were, like, defending this by being like, well, you know, you look at the guy's resume. I was like, have you looked at his resume? <laughs> right. Yeah. right, which one are you looking at? <laughs> what the hell? Like, this guy's a perennial fucking loser. All his teams suck. All his defenses have been like, remember, bad. Remember, remember, when we, remember we put up, like, 40-plus points against right. him in the Super Bowl? <laughs> when we won the Super Bowl because that guy was coaching on the other side? Unreal. I mean, he lost his job to a guy that sticks his tongue out every other play. It's like, what are we doing here? But, you know. Oh, you're talking about the. The uh, Belichick son? Oh, yeah. That guy's so weird. <laughs> Such a weird guy with the mullet. Yeah, yeah. Freak. But so we got his bitch ass on the team, which is whatever. I mean, yeah, I, I think I mean, it's going to end up being an irrelevant matter. type of deal. Yeah. I've, a couple weeks in this season, I feel like we'll forget that this even happened. I mean, is he, is he even going to be like a guy that's on the sidelines? I, it almost just seems like he's a dude like. It's like a, like, like a desk job. Yeah, or something. This is upstairs. some like, yeah, weird, yeah. like further down the road play. Like when they picked up the two assistant coaches on the secondary that happened to be the same guys that coached the defense that uh, Brock Purdy played at in college, and like no I, one, I, yeah, no I one knew who these yeah. guys were until NFC Championship weekend came around. They were like, wait, so their secondary assistant coaches were the defensive coordinators. While Brock Purdy was a quarterback at Iowa State, wherever the fuck he played. Yeah, yeah, and I remember. It, you know, that so that was kind of cool. But like, maybe there's some kind of weird world where this makes sense, but it just isn't here yet. I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me at all right now. I feel like all they've done is just isolate Slay. But uh, yeah. apparently, according I mean, they had to have talked to him about this, yeah. and he, I guess is cool with it. But it's like I don't know. He can't be thrilled maybe with he it. He's probably like, you know what, man. They're paying me a lot of money. I'll shut up and just deal with it. But I, I'm sure he's not happy about it. Maybe he gets know. one free smack, you know? He gets to slap the shit on him real quick. Yeah, maybe he gets to walk into Matt Patricia's office or his cubicle or whatever and just cuss <laughs> him out once or twice, shit let him know desk. about himself, and then that's that. Matt Patricia comes out and like, who shit on my desk again? Also, <laughs> this guy ain't get a fucking desk. If you're the assistant to whatever, you should not get a fucking office or a desk. That man gets yeah. one pencil for his fucking beard and that little weird notebook he has, and that's about yeah, it. Yeah, what is it with the pencil? Makes no why, sense. Why does he always rock a pencil in his ear? It's got to be a nervous tick thing that doesn't work. Yeah. Oral Who fixation? uses pencils? That fucking guy. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't most coaches use like 
permanent marker on a, or I'm sorry, like a, a whiteboard, like a, a dry, whiteboard erase dry erase marker. Yeah. What or, is he I doing? Mean, well, they all also just have all. They all have like those. Uh, they're not iPads because they're like Microsoft, but those uh, the, you know, the tab- tablets, tablet. the Surface tablets. Yeah. yeah. So that's so they all have. Um, I don't know. This guy's already fucking up using a pencil He's on a fucking tablet. Trying, try, trying to be all old school with a pencil. And it's like, you, we know you're not using that. It's a real football pencil. guy, man. He's like, you see yeah. this play? They're like, football, Matt, man. it's raining and you're using a pencil. I can't see what the fuck you're talking about. They're like, well, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Come on now. But I think it'll be an irrelevant move. I think that Slay yeah, will be I think fine. To, I think, get, you know, week two, we'll forget that this is even a thing. Like, I don't It's It's just very bizarre and kind of funny. And I don't understand why, but. We're gonna throw off the rest of the t- throwing the rest of the league off for a loop here. They never saw that coming. <laughs> yeah, it's like we don't. We're, yeah, we're operating on a level that they can't even comprehend. It's like why? Why the fuck would they do yeah. this? But Sixers though. Yeah, we can I guess move that's on a, to basketball. I think we covered uh, up all the football here. Yeah, yeah, we'll have plenty Until of football the, to talk yeah, about. Yeah, next week will be a lot better. Yeah, we'll be able to break down all the the ins and outs. But uh, yeah, Sixers finish off the sweep. Um, but uh, Bede gets fucked up again. Game three. The, the the brutal thing about this too is like he should have gotten kicked out of the game early in the right. game when he and then maybe he doesn't get injured. But leave leave him in the game. He gets hurt. Then Harden gets thrown out for like what was obviously a makeup call, like the most bizarre ejection I've ever seen. Yeah, that whole game was just. Just wow, weird, man. Just the whole game. Weird game. vibes. As soon as it started, uh-uh. it was just like, oh, something's off about this. Yeah. It was very strange. Like, the re- the the uh, officiating was just odd. Just, yeah. Very weird. But they won the fucking game, which was, which was crazy. I, like, I didn't think there was any way they were winning that game the way it was going. Yeah, and Bede um, was playing like ass. Harden was hooping before he got hurt. Or, I'm yeah, sorry, before he got ejected. Yeah, Max, he actually was having good. a pretty good game. Yeah, Maxi was huge Tobias in the whole series. Good. Tobias, yeah. I mean, the thing is with this team, I'm not super concerned with the Embiid injury, and I know I'm riding that high of calling that first series, obviously. But I'm yeah. not. I'm not ready to make. I'm not. Yeah, ready. what do you got for this next one? <laughs> I'm not yeah. ready to make. All right, if I had to predict, it's hard to tell because we don't know who we're playing yet. Yeah, I think that, and this might be. This is my hot take here. We're gonna have a probably. Easier time playing Boston than we would play in Atlanta. Calling it that—that's what I would call. I would rather play Boston than I will I would play say, Atlanta. Watching like uh, as we were watching that game last night and seeing uh, Atlanta pull out the win, there was this like flash that went through my head that was like, "What if Atlanta advances and we lose to them again?" Oh my lord! <laughs> oh like, no! Be, there's no, there's no, nothing that could possibly be worse. I think that. Good lord! You know. <laughs> I we don't rather, even have Ben Simmons to blame. Like, there's it on no, this no. Like, when it comes to this oh. team, there's like no thought that's like too dark to consider. Too far fetched. It's like every, no. <laughs> everything is on the table. Every like horrifying thing right. that could possibly happen is on the table and, right. and is real in my brain. The plane crashes on the way to Atlanta. We're like, <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. There goes everybody. This is great. Yeah. Only person that survives is Tobias Harris. Like, yeah. All right, <laughs> cool. Tobias and Doc. <laughs> They, ben Simmons somehow ends up on the team just in time for the <laughs> Atlanta series, the- and he miss he passes up an open dunk again. Yeah, the, the, plane, the plane crash. Like, I know there's no like like Everest type mountains between here and Atlanta, but it's like the, uh, the you know the plane crashes and uh, 
<laughs> Doc Rivers has to has to eat Joel Embiid like that soccer team. Doc comes out, he's like, "Come on, guys!" They're all like, like "I'm to, dead." You know yeah. what? <laughs> Come on, guys! They're like, to... "Yeah." Come sometimes, on, hey, Joel. Sometimes <laughs> unexpected things happen like this, and you gotta eat a guy. Sometimes you gotta eat a guy. They're like, Doc, we're literally just on the we're and on the like, tarmac. We, we got yeah, we 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 we, we got delayed. Like, we literally for landed the plane. Yeah, it's just a rain delay. He's like, oh oh oh, I, all right, all right, yeah. Yeah, uh, I I cut Isaiah Joe because I didn't think he'd be good to eat. And we got stuck on the tarmac. Damn, but I, I think that you know it's a tough series right now. Boston should get their shit together. But as we've seen with Atlanta, this is a scrappy team. I mean, yeah. any, anytime they're in the playoffs, backs against the wall. I mean, that's when it's the, what it looks as though the most fun to be in the NBA. When you're in the playoffs, you're down 3-1. Fuck it. Like, what? Yeah. You might as well Playing shoot that shot money the at logo. That point. Yeah. yeah. And Trey Young looks like he's having fun. He's loose. And I think he's a scarier person to come in, especially with that team, if we had to play them in the next round. Where Boston, they're going to have to really fight to keep them – keep Atlanta off their back to get ahead. And then they got to play us right away. And They're going to had... be worn out a little bit, hopefully. Yeah, we've yeah. had some rest. It'd be nice if they could, like, Atlanta could win at least one more game. Or if... Take that to seven. Someone maybe rolls an ankle or something like that. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to yeah. wish that shit, or, but, like, you know, I, that shit happens to us every year. Why can't anyone other team, like, why I, can't Tatum, like, J- 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 take Brown a does some more, uh, does some more garden, home gardening. Dude, and, he's uh, been bleeding every game some this series. Some yeah. Yeah, he looks messed up. I mean, but He's still he, hooping. He, yeah, he killed it last game. He, like, had the most points on the team. Have someone else, like, you know, go up and get their eye socket shattered or whatever it is. Like, it's always going to happen to us. Yeah. Come on now. Like, right. let that shit happen. Let, like, go always, to Atlanta. Have I don't wish any ill will on anybody, but it's like, could it at least happen to somebody else for once? No, I do wish. I don't wish ill will. <laughs> I don't necessarily wish ill I will. Wish a, a, I just wish it would happen. Fortunate accident. <laughs> like, that's not life threatening or maiming. But. You know, I just wish something would happen. Even like pink eye, make the guy not be able to play. Nothing has to be like season ending injury or like you know detrimental would, to his health. Would an NBA player still yeah. play with pink eye? Isn't that like a I mean, I've had I mean, big guys con- several times. It's pretty hard so. to I don't see. Think, well, yeah, well, you can't I, don't, see. I don't think you can do that in a contact sport because you can spread that shit. Right? Yeah, you never rub mind. Rub up yeah, someone should get pink. Your eyeballs all spit on Maybe a ball Maybe one of shit. our guys should get pink eye. Uh, dude, George Niang should get pink He's not going to be playing fucking against somebody. <laughs> yeah, he should get pink, get pink eye and just eye. go hang out with yeah, Jason just, Tatum just, for yeah. a night. I'll fart on his face right now. Just fart on a pillow. Fart on Niang's pillow. Reaching out to all Philadelphia. If you see Niang in the public, just... Fart in his face. See what happens. Yeah, just insert Niang into the starting lineup yeah. for the sole purpose of giving Jason Tatum pink eye. Something like that. You know, not having nothing yeah, crazy. It doesn't have to be that exactly. Yeah, something, but something, something along, along the lines, lines of that. Yeah, you know. exactly. No one has to break a leg, yeah. but something harmless like that. We'll do you some, know. Uh, you know, some Michael Jordan uh, poison pizza stuff. We can, uh, you know, there's, there's you know, the, uh, the your imagination is the limit. Like, whatever you yeah. can think of. You know, so something like that. But I would rather play as of now, Boston. And I think that we would be able to have, we would be able, we'd be good with that. Yeah. I mean, I keep thinking, like, they haven't, like, exactly looked, like, crazy good in the series. I mean, obviously, they First game, they games. came out hot. First game, yeah. they looked yeah. awesome. And I was and like, they damn. haven't been able to, like, and I don't know, like, if it's, like, a, I know, like, some people were, like, talking about how, like, the coaching was bad on the stretch last game. But they haven't, like, I mean, they haven't been able to hold on to these leads. I don't know. And I they mean, got their like, backup center back. I keep, I keep thinking, like, when I'm watching them, like, Tatum doesn't look that good. But then you see his, like, stat line in the game, and he's got, like, you see, know, man, 28, 8, and 8 or whatever. The way I feel about Tatum is 
I don't I don't know. I think that he's a good player, yes, but he kind of just settles. And that's probably why you feel as though, yeah, when you watch him, like the eye test tells you, yeah, he's not that good because all he does is shoot pull-up threes, threes from the logo. And when they go in, he looks great. But when they don't go in, he doesn't really drive. He doesn't mm-hmm. draw fouls. And it just, oh, what does this guy do? And I think... Yeah, he's just like nonchalant. Think about that. Try shooting through his pink eye. Now what? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) fucked up. I mean, to your other point (laughs) that uh, you were saying before is Trey Young can can scare you a little bit because when he's not on, he can still affect the game in other ways. Tatum defensively can still make a play or two, but offensively, if Tatum's not making his shots, he doesn't really scare me that much. Because I think when Tatum has that moment where he's like, "Man, the pressure's on." You can see that he feels the pressure, but Trey Young honestly looks as though he doesn't give a fuck if it goes in or not, which is what is scary. He shot that three last night with a second to go or whatever that was like from the the logo. logo. Yeah, yeah, nothing but net. It's like uh, that's what makes him so annoying to watch. Is that like he's such a little oh, he's a little ass. Yeah, but like gremlin. Yeah, yeah, he literally uh, looks like this is his little unibrow and uh, whatever is going on. Didn't he also request a trade before the playoffs? Like, wasn't he like, "Ah, I don't want to come back here next year? Did he? I know, I know, he's not well. He's not happy. And he's still like, "Yeah, it's my team." I'm like, "What are we doing here? What? This is the guy." Anyway, but I just Boston looks a little rattled right now. God damn, (laughs) got a. We got a live on here. Wow. Damn. The goddamn grenade went off. (laughs) But, you know, that's just. (laughs) That's just how I think. That's just how I feel right now. So, as of right now, we we play Boston. I'm cool with that. We play Atlanta. I'm kind of shitting a brick. I'm not going to lie. But it's good to see other teams get on our board and clinch their spot in the playoffs, which was nice, you know. Um, The resting period could, I think, be a little. Detrimental yeah. or good? Well, I mean, it's it's hard to not be excited about getting that extra two days for Embiid to rest up. There, I mean, based on what I've like read about this injury, is that it's like I guess he has like a low grade LCL sprain, which I don't even heard of LCL. This is like new to me. I've heard of like ACL, MCL. I never heard of LCL, but like apparently they're saying this is like a you know maybe like a week to half a week injury. Is this the or better? Be come back. Is this the better tendon two sprain? Where's this one line I up? I guess I don't. I don't know exactly. I didn't really read too much into like the. Uh, I don't know the, the medical. Thing, I just. I would. It would really be annoying if. I'm not a doctor. Plus now, like I love the extra time that he gets to rest up. However, now you're going to have an accelerated round two. So it's what is it? A day in between? Is it's it every, it's every other day. Every, yeah. Right. So yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, you get the extra two days off to heal up the leg at that same time. It could be a benefit, but also are your guys cooling down too much and then have to go to pretty much rapid fire mode where now whoever you play, Boston or Atlanta, is gonna come in hot. They might be tired for sure, but at least they're in rhythm, they're in sync, they got that mojo going. The Sixers have to be a, they can't prep because they don't know who they're playing yet. They can assume it's Boston, but, you know, goes to, you know, seven-game series, you can't really game plan for – it's not like football where, like, I know I'm playing the Chiefs right. in 10 days. I'm just going to study film about them. They don't really know where to go. And I hate to see them come back and be a little stiff and cold. And then you got Embiid nursing back that knee injury, playing against whether it's Atlanta, who gives him a hard time usually, or Boston with Al Horford – 
And I mean, he's owned Boston this year, though. For sure, but they haven't had yeah, that guy. Had that I, I don't know. Was, two point game, or whatever. Who's it was. the guy that was hurt all season, but now he Robert just, Williams. Yeah, I mean, the guy is a solid player and big enough to affect Embiid's game. They put Horford and him in there at the same time, and Embiid's going to have a tough day, and he's not going to be the same guy that's pushing off guys all day to push it out. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Every other day. Yeah, yeah, I think it's gonna be a it's gonna be a grind. Other guys to step up, which. Speaking of, you probably talk about how James Harden is looking in this series, which is a little Ugh. concerning. A little yes. concerning. Ugh. Yeah. yeah, my man can't make a layup. I yeah. think uh, his Game 3 performance before he got ejected was the best he's looked all series. He actually made a couple layups and was setting guys up, knocking down threes. But uh, Game 4, it was just... I've never seen it before. He had five points through three quarters. Dude, literally one of the best scores, not of this this season of this this generation ever could not make a freaking layup man like what the hell is wrong against Sorry. the nets yeah, yeah. this bru- you can't have a guy on the team especially if Embiid goes out or God forbid goes down again Harden needs to be at it's, least hitting 15 points 20 points yeah. a game you the can't whole- <laughs> you can't rely on Tobias and Maxi and B-ball Paul to carry the team against hey, B-ball anybody. Paul, Ball, B-Ball Paul's the main. I'm not he talking shit. Out. I'm just saying yeah. that, like, you know, B-Ball Paul, he'll give you a 15-point game and be like, oh, hell yeah, 15 and 10 or 15 and 12. He'll give you a fun 15 and 10, too. But when you got Harden on the fucking team, that guy needs to be producing a lot. Yeah, the frustrating thing about it, too, is, is that it's like, uh, the, it's just the like the finishing ability that seems to have dried up somehow, which, like, you would think right. is He's like... still the, blown by, You would guys. think it's, like, the easiest part, because I know, like... The time we've had Harden, it's been, you know, does he not have the burst anymore? Does he not have the agility? And it's like, no, he's he's still got his handle. He's still crossing people up, getting by people. It's just like the, the last part. You can't do it for some yeah, reason. He, he passes the hard it stuff. On. He just dishes it out. And it's like, yeah, what? it's like, I, I don't. Or he just planks it think, off the backboard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have to think it has something to do with that Achilles thing. Because, I mean, you would think that would affect your your lift your for sure and maybe the come down he's afraid of like he, his eyes are already on the ground to see where he's gonna land yeah doesn't want to land awkwardly yeah but like he's either a backing it off like you said off the backboard or like shooting it out to the corner for pj tucker who looks like he's got his thumb up his ass like not prepared for this at all to go down because everybody's like all right you got this shit yeah and yeah you can't blame pj for that he's, no, he's played with harden for years and harden's generally made that shot harden in the playoffs this season i feel like i've seen more than before it's a hesitation thing. It even, seems like it's more mental. He's yeah. hesitating even before he even does that layup move. Or like, even when he's at the top of the key, it's like you you do that little shimmy shake. You you shook the guy, but he won't pop it. He'll pass it out to a guy that's already got a guy swarming his ass. Like, just shoot it. I'd rather him shoot a somewhat wide open three and miss or whatever. Then pass it to Tobias, who's already got someone on his ass. Or, man, we've seen him go to that mid-range jumper. We saw a lot more earlier in the year. I would rather him do that yeah. than just clank it off the backboard helplessly or just pass it to someone who's not even open. He can still put guys on skates. We saw that last game. Like yeah. He's got it. Yeah, he yeah. was blowing by guys. Left I think and right. just, his like, shooting is just going to need to be on in the series for him to be successful. Like I think this is what it comes down to. Yeah, the three's got to be dropping. The mid-range has got to be there. Unless he, unless he figures out what the hell's going on with the yeah maybe the week off will do him some good yeah he's got yeah, a week of Doc true. saying come on guys you got it come on guys hey yeah, James yeah. <laughs> yeah he just calls calls James Harden every night at three in the morning he's like James Harden <laughs> yeah I just want to tell you come on 
I know you can make a layup. <laughs> Yo, tell you, he did step up, though. Tobias, man. Tobias yeah. has been hooping. Playoff Toby is a different Toby. Yeah, that game four performance, mm-hmm. that was the best Tobias has looked all season. Just knocking down turnaround jumpers, just beating guys up yeah. in the mid-post. So anytime, any, anytime Embiid is out, it's like it's to, Toby's time to shine. Like, he's going to, you know. Toby time, man. Take, yeah, take a step up. Be the guy. He plays end to end too. Great defense. I mean, yeah. and he doesn't really foul a lot, which is great. Like he's up in everybody's face, but does it very cleanly, which is nice to see. So maybe that's where the money's paying off. But you know, regular season, he makes you want to like Homer and Bart Simpson, like why you little. But then playoffs, <laughs> he's doing great, which is fine. Like him, I'm cool with that. Stepping up, Maxi, step great. But God forbid, and B goes down again, you miss it for a game or two or whatever, what have you. You need. You really do. It comes down to how hard it wants to play in this next series. Yeah, and I think he had some, if, assuming it's Boston, he had some good games against Boston this year. So uh, I don't know. I don't know how he had good games against Boston. You would think Tatum and Brown, smart. Those guys would be able to lock him up. Brogdon, Derek White, all those guys would give him trouble. But he's had some strong performances against Boston. So he can get it together, make some threes, and the Achilles feeling halfway decent. He's got a shot at putting up some numbers. Big time. Yeah. Uh, I guess looking around at the rest of the uh, the playoffs here, um, you know, this is always uh, always painful when it comes up, but uh, Jimmy Butler has a uh, game of his life the other night. Should have kept, man. Damn. Yeah. That hurt. Dude. I mean, I was happy, but sad. It was... It was yeah, bittersweet, yeah, like mean, a Sour Patch What did he end up with? Like 56? 56, 56. Nine. I think he it made was, three threes. Yeah. Scored like twenty points in the fourth quarter or something out out ridiculous like that. Ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely nuts. I mean, playoff I, Jimmy. With man. Giannis playing. It wasn't like yeah, they didn't Giannis have Giannis. The Bucks I mean, really collapsed. Giannis looked awful in that fourth quarter. I'm just quarter. saying yeah. that it wasn't like they didn't have Giannis. You could use that excuse. Mm-hmm. Like they were at full quote unquote yeah. full strength. And Giannis looked fine in the beginning of the game. Like it wasn't like he uh, winced a couple times. They were doing well. Game Milwaukee they were was ahead. The, they were giving him the third gun a lot on the sidelines. But yeah, but he was still like, you know, he was still being he was still able to drive to the basket and all that stuff. It wasn't like he was a shell of himself or whatever. Milwaukee was winning. I mean they had that game not in hand, but I think that yeah, came, they were I think in that like came control down, or it came down to coaching, I think, at that point. Yeah. Like why would you not they're, they're, you know why Go would ahead. you not? No. Why would you not want to like either double team Butler or at least change up the defense? Call timeout. I mean, at one point they went on a 13, 16 point run. Then they call timeout. It's like, what yeah. are you? What are you doing over someone, here? Like, uh, you don't I see wish, the man heating up over here? I forget who this was. Someone. Uh, yeah, I wish I remembered who it was. So I can give him credit. But someone on Twitter said that uh, Budenholzer is like the Mike McCarthy of the NBA, and I was like, that is fucking spot on, yeah. dude. Same stakes. <laughs> so spot on. Wow. Yeah. That, yeah, that is accurate. That's very accurate. They will adjust. No, they won't. He'll like, fucking do something here. Like, there's a reason why you're getting paid to be a coach. Yeah, Milwaukee's like, we can talk all we want about defensively. They didn't do a whole lot to to really slow down Butler. The thing that was the most confounding to me watching that game was their offensive play calling down the stretch was literally just. Give the ball to Giannis. Mm-hmm. Let him make an out-of-control drive to the rim. Yeah. Maybe he'll give it to the right person. They'll make a shot. Maybe he'll draw a foul. None of that happened. He just kept yeah, turning it over. I like, thought it was fitting. The game ended on an out-of-control like Giannis not, drive. I know. It's like when that's like not working. It's like, dude, like, I love Giannis, but, like, the dude has no bag whatsoever. Like, no. if he's, if he, if, like, they're not letting him drive the net, like, 
dude, you can't keep doing that because he doesn't have. Uh, also, can't, he can't create his own shot. Coming off really a back shoot, like, spasm injury, you're making this guy. Yeah, be the you're guy relying on him offense? when he's hurt. Yeah. Yeah, but I was like, I mean, it, it was. Fun. I mean, there. And then uh, at the end of the game, they were, they asked because uh, uh, Jimmy was getting the MVP chance, and he said, uh, oh, "I don't know about that. I think that's Joel." And it's like people were talking about. You know, people freaking out. It's like Jimmy's been courting Joel for three years now. <laughs> they're trade. They're gonna like we're gonna get knocked out in the second round. We're gonna trade Joel to the Heat. All this stuff. Everyone's just like spiraling into this like nihilistic fucking. You know. It's not a bad take. I mean, one of them are gonna leave. The only thing, the one, the one thing I was is like, I, obviously it would be nice if we kept Jimmy Butler around. I would have liked to have still had him. Obviously, instead of like fucking Ben Simmons or Tobias or whatever. But what I will say is, like, you, you know, they're very lucky to be in the position that they are right now. Like, Jimmy Butler played pretty mediocre all regular season. They barely snuck into the playoffs a as a play-in point. team. Mm-hmm. Giannis got hurt. Big time. It's like, you know, I feel like people need to pump the brakes a little bit on the, like, oh, fuck, like, Jimmy's so awesome. I mean, Jimmy is great, it, but yeah. it's like... The team itself is still not, like... A great team. No. Yeah. You know, they got, like you said. It took that him scoring 56 points for them to yeah. barely win that game. And I think, like, the biggest takeaway is that Giannis got fucked up in that series. I mean, yeah. you can't – there's no, – nobody predicted, you know, a playing team to to be doing the damage they did against the number one seed. I mean, Milwaukee came into the playoffs fucking on fire. They were perfect, yeah. you know, on paper and on, you know, watching them play. Giannis going down like that definitely changes the changes whole the, the change the whole complexion landscape. of that game, which yeah. that was game one, changes the complexion of the entire series. Exactly. And the Heat aren't like some Joe Schmo team. Like they they were in the finals a couple years ago. They were you know, they're I mean, a, great, got a great coach. Great head yeah, coach. Yeah, coach Jimmy Butler. Great GM. Yeah. I mean, you got a great organization there yeah, and you got, got Butler. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, whatever <laughs> it is. You know, they're doing all right. But I feel like, you know, like you said, everybody's Anyone that thinks that Embiid's going to leave here if they don't do anything crazy this season and go to Miami, in my opinion, is a fucking idiot. If anything, I think we get Butler next year. Yeah, you know, you brought this up a few weeks ago, and I kind of said, yeah, I think I would rather have Harden Butler. If anything, the, the that performance on what night was it? I guess Monday night mm-hmm. kind of changed my mind. Harden could never, man. We're sitting here talking about how he can't make a fucking layup. He ain't doing that. Yeah, he's not yeah. scoring 56 but points But now, in the I'll put it to you guys, though. If you're in beat or, or Jimmy Butler, who's who would you rather play with? If you're in beat, like, are you, would you rather go to Miami? Which team is the better set team for that? If you're in beat or, or Butler, would you rather go to Miami or go to Philly to win next year? That's a tough question. Um... I guess I would say which team would be more dangerous, the Miami Heat with Butler and Embiid and all those guys, or Philadelphia with Butler and Embiid? I would say Philadelphia with Butler and Embiid. When yeah, you think about it, you're because gonna... who's who's the Heat's maxi? Exactly, that was going to be my point. They Tyler don't... Hero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, I guess. Duncan Robinson. Well, no, Duncan not Robinson. Yeah. He, he, the only reason he's playing is because Hero's hurt. Yeah, I think. You give Miami the advantage in terms of coaching, but outside of Embiid and Butler, who would they have? Whereas, like, the Sixers are still going to have Maxie, Melton, P.J. Tucker. Uh, 
who B-ball, Butler also likes. B-ball Paul, you know what I'm saying? The Sixers are going to have a better nucleus to build around. So, yeah, to answer your question, I think it'd be a better situation for Butler to come to Philly. I think he still has one more year on his deal with Miami, so I don't know how that works. Um, maybe Harden walks, we trade for Butler, and <laughs> we've got them, the two of them on the same team. Who knows? Yeah. A lot of, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll probably, I'm sure we'll have plenty of time for uh, Sixers offseason fantasy scenarios. What I will say, though, is uh, I used to say that, or I guess I didn't even used to say this. There was something that Sixers Twitter floated around for a while. Uh, the greatest crime that Ben Simmons ever committed was making people believe that the Hawks were legitimate two years ago. <laughs> Clearly, we're seeing it play yeah, out that are. they are somewhat legitimate. Now, the new greatest crime that Ben Simmons ever committed is convincing everyone that he was worth keeping over Jimmy Butler here in Philly. Yeah. Ben Simmons is a war criminal of epic proportions. Yeah, put him Yeah, put him in the Hague next yeah. to Milosevic. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. Uh, so I guess we can get, move on here to... Uh, so um, we were at... Uh, at least Avery and I were at the Phillies game last night, which was, of course, one of the dollar dog nights... Uh, and I gotta say, a little bit of a disaster, a little bit of a scandal going on there at the bank. <laughs> yeah, the the lines, folks, the lines are are dangerous and unacceptable. Uh, we got there like well, we were like maybe a little bit late. We got the game started at six forty. We uh, got there six forty five. Yeah, we I think it was late. like yeah. maybe the bottom of the first, top of the second. We did not get into our seats. Until the top of the fifth inning. Damn. Literally, I was like joking with people on like group chat and stuff. Like, wow, this line's so long and we're about to miss half the game. And we literally missed half the game waiting in line. For a dollar dog. For dollar dogs, man. Cause, and then like once you're in the line for more than a few minutes, it's like, well, I've already committed. Like I can't, I, I can't just leave now and then I just wasted all that time. So you got to just stick with it. Yeah. And like, but yeah, man, I'm saying like I'm trying to. I'm gonna. I'm writing letters to John Middleton, uh, Bob Casey, John Fetterman, Governor Shapiro, the, <laughs> whoever wins the mayor of Philadelphia. Yeah, oh yeah, the mayor. Oh yeah, let's talk the mayor. Like uh, you know, fucking uh, Alan Dom or uh, Rebecca Reinhardt or H- Helen Gim wants me to vote for any of them. I don't like. Mm-hmm. Don't even. Don't even talk to me about bike lanes or uh, potholes or, or yeah. potholes or. Or, or abandoning cars or yeah, any of that. Abandoning cars, public schools. I don't want to hear it. I want to hear what you're going to do about, Six dollar dog about the night. hot dog scandal yeah, going man. on at the bank. This is a crisis. Even man. Obama's getting a letter. Everyone's getting a letter. <laughs> yeah. Biden, all the. Yeah. I mean, hey, Joe Biden, they're, you know. That's a good point. Supposed mm-hmm. Phillies fans. They should be yeah, concerned about this. Yeah, they need to fix this, this shit. How dedicated yeah. are you to the Philadelphia yeah, game? I need, here. I need Biden to, to issue an executive order. To I mean, fix so this. far they're. Some might say over two for dollar dog nights because there's always yep. been some kind of debacle. No going one was down. throwing hot. Were, were people? Th- there yeah, were a couple hot dogs thrown on the outfield. Someone, someone, yeah, know, in someone center got field. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, um, some guy in like the next section over from us got kicked out for throwing oh, hot dogs. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. He was just, yeah, he was just like throwing them like into the crowd or whatever. But Damn. they like, took him out and people were cheering and stuff. It was a lot of fun. But yeah, and then someone threw them into the field. They yeah, had, like, I saw that. I remember I was watching when that couple hit the field. That was. I just don't understand. I mean, it's it's baseball, right? Only really so many things you equate baseball with. Eating a hot dog, drinking a beer, watching the game. 
You can't fuck that up. I mean, yeah. how? Why? These lines, I mean, you know, like fucking. I mean, uh, the uh, you know, you remember like during the, you know, during the Cold War, they used to always show those uh, those soup lines, the the bread lines. Yeah, in the Soviet yeah. Union. I felt like I was in one like, of that. They and, move and they'd, faster. And they'd be like, "Oh, aren't you glad you live here in America? Well, look at us now." Right. Look you at know, us. At least, uh, you know, little fat Americans fucking, can't even get a hot uh, dog. Wait in line for 45 minutes <laughs> yeah. for a $1 hot dog. Fucking uh, Brezhnev could have gotten me a, a dog quicker than... <laughs> well, it, does, it blows my mind that they don't just have these dogs. A, a fucking grade school or high school fucking cafeteria can sling out dogs faster than that shit can. Dude, that's... Like, Wrapped in the same thing. It's still just it a like, boiled and people, dog and, at and the end of the day. And people were talking about, like, oh, well, it was a sellout, and there's more people going to the games now, and that's why I like, But it's like, I don't know. Maybe this... I'm just having, like, selective memory or something, but I could swear that, like, back when... They had their big run. Oh, from, in the like, glory the days. They, like, yeah. They were sold out. Wasn't 80, that days, 80 games in a row they it had wasn't sold that out. Bad. This is my theory. Like, I think... In this is hot time, dog vision. No, my theory and why it has become a problem is that, like, in the time... The, the past, like, decade or so, uh, they've... At the ballpark, they've developed more of these, like, sort of, like, uh, specialty concession stands. Like, these little, you know, like... Mm-hmm. Where they have like these little, like more like little get, ice like, cream stands and this and that like little kind of stuff, which has taken away the capacity for hot dog point. stands. There's just less concession stands where they can have the hot dogs, so there's less places you can go for. Dollar dog night. Lines. They should have a guy running around. They should just with buckets of dogs for a buck. See, man, they had those guys walking around, but they were just getting mobbed. Yeah, they just like, and they just we, run out. Trevor and I at one point, right? We see a guy standing <laughs> like sitting there with just. Yeah, there's just a sack of hot dogs. He's just selling them. People are walking up to him. So we get in line. He rounds other hot dogs and leaves. And no one in the line realizes that everyone just waiting in line. Yeah, they're just You had to go. <laughs> I had to go up to the front of the line and be like, what is going on here? And everyone just standing in a everyone line that leads to nowhere. Back. Yeah, everyone yes. just like, stood there like, the they forgot what, like, like they forgot what was happening or what they were standing there for. They were just humans like, would never function. Everyone's always watching these like, you know, we're watching... The Last of Us and all this shit. Don't be dissing The Last of Us. I'm not. I'm saying I'm dissing humans. Okay. okay. You know what I mean? They can't even handle Dollar Dog Night, let alone if the world actually did go to shit. Waiting in line for a bucket that's never going to come back of hot dogs? That's just common sense. Yeah. You don't wait for the beer bucket to come back. I this guy that they were just like waiting there the entire game. Yeah. Just we walked to the front of the line and these the people Harry are just Kyle standing statue. there and nothing's going on whatsoever. It's like, damn, y'all dumb as hell, man. Brutal. But yeah, because the lines were so long, we didn't really get to fulfill our hot dog d- needs and desires. I yeah, only had four had cool dogs. Four, yeah, I got the four minimum. And that was How a, do we feel about dry... dollar dog night, though, every game? Why can't they just make uh, dogs a well, dollar? That would just be anarchy, yeah. Pat. But, I mean, let's <laughs> well, be, let's be honest, man. They're probably paying three cents a hot dog. Yeah. If that, so even at a dollar, they're making 97 cents a profit. These are all last year's hot dogs anyway. That's why they only have three days in there. What? How does that make sense? You sell sixty five thousand hot dogs. You made sixty five grand just selling straight up dogs. Yo. okay. You only do that three times a year. I swear, in the glory days when that the Phillies were good, they would do a dollar dog night every month and a bobblehead. Yeah, yeah. It's just like what the hell happened, right? What yeah, what something is up? We're all this is a conspiracy theory here. What is going down with Harper the dogs? Contract, something know. ain't making sense. Yeah. This ain't making sense. They're guys. scamming. We're on to something here. We got people uh, waiting in line. Here's for no the dogs. real question: Would you bring a dog into the bathroom? <laughs> Hold we up. Were talking about this. Yeah, yeah. So I should have brought this up last pod, but uh, kind of forgot. Thanks to our our uh, friend Nick, 
the cute guy that did our logo. <laughs> he reminded me about this. The, the free, the free graphic designer. But uh, yeah, so we were at the Sixers game, the the three of us plus Nick last last week to watch them beat the Nets in Game Two, and we're waiting in line to go to the bathroom, and I see this kid, or not a kid, he's probably early twenties, waiting in line with us. Drinking a beer, eating a slice of pizza, a big ass slice of pizza. One of those Lorenzo's. Yeah, one of those uh, ones like big as my big ass greasy. head. But uh, he's eating it, and I'm thinking, he's going to have to finish this before he gets in the bathroom, right? Nope. So my man proceeds to, to walk into the bathroom with the slice of pizza and his beer. And like you get in the bathroom and you got to wait a little bit for, for the line to go down to, to get to your chance to, to pick your urinal or your stall, or whatever have you, whether you're doing a number one or a number two. So he gets to the front of the line, and he still has half a slice of pizza, and he doesn't know what the hell to do. He's sweating. <laughs> He's sweating here. He thought he was going to finish it all before I he guess got... he thought he was going to finish like, it all. Decisions... Right? move quick. He's like, so then... decisions have been made. I'm fucked up. <laughs> I'm fucked up. <laughs> Dude, so you want to know what homie does? He puts the slice of... It's on a plate, but he puts the plate with the slice of pizza down... On the diaper changing uh, station. Well, I will say it's not the worst. I mean, of all the places you can put you, you it down, y'all are defending this. Now, time out. Now, now <laughs> I'm not di- time out. I don't want to get caught in like a weird kind of sexist thing, but I will say, I, I haven't seen many guys go into the men's room with a baby on their chest. Hmm, I guess. In that's- all honesty. We still gotta have the station. He didn't put it on the top of the. There's single stall. dads out. Yeah, he didn't. No, put I'm, it not, on I'm, the I'm just stall. saying. I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying. I haven't seen a whole We're lot of babies. Get, you're up gonna in get this canceled. Man. I'm not getting this canceled here. I'm just saying a pizza on the thing on a plate. What? Well, but my point is, why the hell is he bringing a slice of pizza into the bathroom in the first place? Would you? Would you do that? Would you eat any? Would you bring food into a public bathroom? This was hot clearly dog? this was clearly poor planning. Why is a part. hot dog different from a slice of pizza? I feel as though well, the hot dog you definitely could have eaten in the line. I guess, or you could keep it in the hand, like you know, <laughs> just, <laughs> just hold it up while you're pissing. <laughs> Not talking about just, like a sta- like statue of Liberty pose. <laughs> yeah, because there's no grease involved. You know, depending on how much you how much mustard and ketchup you put on there, you could put the dog like. <laughs> and then you know, just kind of wait a little bit. Yo, so for our audio listeners, Pat just motioned like he was just shoving a hot dog in his mouth and holding it while he was taking. You know, a talk pee. about yeah. you got two dogs in the hand, one peeing, one, and then you know, is it any different yeah. than bringing a beer in there? I mean, I don't know, bring I a can... beer into the bathroom either. What the hell? You've never wrong bought a beer you? in the bathroom? Not, not, not as I've gotten like older. That, but as a, I did it when I was younger because I didn't know like any better. Bar or Too old for that. that. They I mean, put a shelf in there now. If you're in like a crowded bar, all that piss vapor floating around the air every time once someone flushes, getting in my beer. You're I'll breathing be in damned, it. Dude. Time out now. Now it's not like you're putting a beer on the floor. I feel, and I don't do this. I don't. I've done it once. I think it was at that game. I'm not gonna lie. This <laughs> <laughs> once a week ago. <laughs> like, I've only done it. I've only done this once. It was. It was one week. <laughs> <laughs> well, we. I I did go because I bought a beer. Well, first I had to go pee, but I was like, I'll bring my beer because I'm gonna finish it anyway. But they got a shelf in there now. The link doesn't have a shelf. Uh, Wells Fargo, they have that nice little shelf above the urinal. Shelf or not. So you put it up there, you pee, and then you you know all that piss vapor and all that poop vapor. You're smoking bad dope, man. I I mean, there's 
I feel there's like there's all kinds of little vapors, little uh, you know, microscopic bugs you can't see that are crawling all over you all the time. You Man, know I, I mean? can't believe y'all are defending this. You defend. I know no, pizza is a different game now because you got grease I, involved. Like, look, it's I'm like, just saying, like, I th- this guy's biggest crime was poor planning. Like, if you're if you're going to, uh, I mean, obviously you should have taken a piss and then gotten the pizza. Yeah, right. But he made a mistake. Well, he saw and the line. His options were limited. I you will know? say cheers, kudos to Wells Fargo for having efficient piss lines because most other places it would t- you probably could have eaten a whole slice of pizza in that line. That line did Maybe move pretty fast. He, I don't know. Maybe pizza, that's what. <laughs> I think pizza though is more exposed to to the things where a hot dog is covered up with the bun. You know, like it's not. You as, still eat the what? And you I, still I never eat bought the a hot, bun. I, well, yeah, but at least it's like cheese exposed f- surface area wise is a lot more stickiness to grab. Where like a hot dog and a bun feels more like it this would just kind outrage. of blow off. If we're talking about public food, food, public bathroom food, pizza would be my last. I would never What's do that. What's the last thing that you would eat in a public bathroom? A taco. A hard shell taco. How's that different from a hot dog? The shell's going to protect the rest of the stuff. A hard shell yeah, taco. Hard shell that shit starts crumble. breaking up. Yeah, you crumble in and your dick's no covered good. in cheese and meat and, <laughs> okay, or whatever. Okay. I'm just saying. See, I was going to say nachos. Just Same thing. All those beans, the cheese. So, yeah, I, I get it. Okay. Layered up nachos, taco. Now, a choco taco, I would eat in the bathroom. Right? <laughs> the ice cream one? <laughs> Why? Because it stays together more. <laughs> the hell are you talking about? It stays together, and it's got that wrapper it on it. It stays together. And it has that wrapper. It, it does the opposite of that. Those things, there's like the messiest they're like things ra- ever. They're always sold in like dry ice. So they're always hard as shit. They got the little wrapper. You can't buy them anymore, I feel like obviously. you're barking up the wrong I tree I guess that. I haven't had one of those in a while, but that's not something I would eat in the bathroom. We're, this is all hypothetical here, guys. You know, I'm not actually, <laughs> we're just, you know, we're, we're just, not testing it out. This ain't Mythbusters here, but... I'm just saying. I'm down to test. No, I'm not down to test it out. Y'all freaks seem like you'd be down to test it out. I'm just spitting it out here in the universe. Maybe someone's gonna be like, "Wow, you know what? I did. I do." Maybe someone listens. They're like, "I love eating choco tacos in the bathroom." Yeah, finally, somebody gets me. <laughs> yeah, we just got an extra viewer. Shout out to you. <laughs> yeah, choco taco pizza. Yeah, I mean, you know, if if, if you're in a bind, I can see it. Any kind ideal. of dunkable food, no way. It's not bueno. ideal. You don't want to do it. But, I mean, look, if it's stadium food especially, like, that shit's expensive. I'm not I'm not good about the... I mean, what, what are the... That's why you plan better. Well, it's true. Yeah, exactly. You but, should not be eating yeah, what the any kind of food in a stadium. But it's like sometimes, like, you didn't think you got to piss, and all of a sudden you got to piss real bad, and then you just, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But, uh, you, you know, sometimes you got to bring that Lorenzo's pizza's license. Jesus. I feel like, though, if you get stuck in that jam, we're like, oh, shit, I got to pee. Having a can of beer in your hand like, do you and not having have a full f- slice of pizza like, are, are you two different Also, like, are you just, like, alone? Or he was your- with his friends. Like, why can't one of your friends wait outside? He didn't trust I, his friends his, to I hold the pizza. I think all his friends were peeing, too. I remember he was talking with his friends, and then I think one of his friends called him out for it. I remember he, he asked one of his friends what he should do with the slice of pizza when it was his turn to pee, and they pointed to the diaper changing station. Not a so, bad move. Well, at least, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, thinking with your head. It's like there. a tabletop. I mean, yeah, it's a little table. You know, you figure they're going to have a diaper on and a little maybe wrap anyway. Like, it's not like it's shit to countertop. Yeah, I mean. I mean, obviously not ideal of situations. The, of all the services available, I would say that the diaper changing station is probably the best way to go. Maybe he put a little you know, toilet not, paper it's, on it's the lesser. He even put any toilet paper down before mm. he put the the pizza on the diaper. That just station. shows 
a that's a trust test with his friends that they failed because he's like I can't hand this off to my friends because they will eat this shit. Yeah, he, it seems like he has bad friends, just generally speaking. If they're going to allow all that to happen. Yeah, I mean, y'all wouldn't do that to me. Yeah, one of them could have taken the bullet and be like, I will stay I will hold here. I'm not going to wait till you get yeah, out. Pee I'll your go. pants, you're a grown yeah, ass unless, man. Unless you're, like, yeah, unless you're all like about to uh, you know, have like a, a fucking uh, urinary uh, UTI or something. If you don't piss, then you He's also go. going to the stall spot anyway. So you got extra room. Your friend could stand outside, hold the pizza. It was the the whole situation could have been. But then you're better. just in. Then it's just, in that environment, just real, soaking real in. logistical nightmare there. It's the yeah. cheese just soaking in the old piss fume. That's what Ugh, the, the, that's what I kept <laughs> saying. The piss vapor. I was screaming about piss vapor, and some of the other bathroom goers were. They were in agreement with me. A, a couple guys were like, "This kid's gonna be sick as hell tomorrow." Never eaten food in the bathroom. I will just put that on the record. Beer, yes. Food, no. Yeah, I've never. I've never taken a bite. You ever eat food in the bathroom at home? No, well, I don't have to wait in line. I well, I've gone and already chewing, but I've eaten the food outside the door, and then like, so oh, you mean you take, take a so bite? So it's different, you know. Yeah, okay. Yes, I guess I should say I've eaten food in the bathroom at home, but that's when I'm like taking a bath. You know, what I'm saying I'm different. having me a, a whiskey. You're clean. Yeah, yeah. You You're not ripping a shit. I'm, I'm not pooping or peeing yeah. while I'm eating. Yeah, definitely yeah. not. That's, that's too vulgar. A, that's too efficient. Yeah. That's asking that. That's truly barking up the wrong tree right there. That's fucking weird. Someone's sitting out taking a shit, just eating something too. Mm-mm. No now a bath is that's different though, because you're relaxing. You got a little candle going, maybe a little book yeah, or something. I mean, you're taking you a bath. You could eat a ribeye steak. Whatever you want. Brussels sprouts, yeah. potatoes. You know, do whatever there. Whatever you want. That's okay, cause you're clean. Yeah. Yeah, and there aren't a bunch of piss papers and poop. And you're not around. Here. You know, fifty other degenerates just with their dicks out pissing in. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap it up for this week. <laughs> I think we've, I think we've, we've gotten to the, to the bottom of a lot of important questions here tonight. Um, so yeah, please um, tell your friends, rate, review, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Follow us on our socials. Yeah, yeah, get it all going on there. Someone make us a TikTok. It's like, don't make us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. yeah I don't want to get stuck in that world. No, no, thank you. Leave that to the Zoomers. Uh, All right, so from all of us here, uh, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Peace. See ya.